Eagles Entertainment. Welcome, Eagles, everywhere to the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro at the NovaCare Complex, and the dust is settled. The NFL Draft 2022 is complete, and what a weekend it was for your favorite football team. The first night, spectacular, a trade-up, and then the selection of Jordan Davis, defensive tackle from Georgia. That was exciting. And then moments later, the Eagles following with another trade, this time dealing two draft picks to the Tennessee Titans and acquiring veteran wide receiver and pro bowler A.J. Brown. So Eagles fans were certainly giddy going into night number two and the Eagles staying put in the second and third rounds, selecting with the 51st pick overall, center Cam Jurgens from the University of Nebraska, and then at 53, selecting Georgia linebacker Nicobe Dean. So the Eagles with three draft picks and a veteran wide receiver in tow entered day three. And there they were, well, they moved around a bit, but at the end of the day, just two draft picks. Tyron Johnson, a linebacker from Kansas, the Eagles selection with their first pick in round number six. And then Grant Calcaterra, a tight end from SMU, started his career at Oklahoma, concussion sidelined him. Eagles feeling really good about the draft. So we're caught in between here, the draft, and then this upcoming rookie mini camp weekend, and the veterans are here. So we're going to put all of that together for you. We're going to hear from first-round draft pick Jordan Davis from Las Vegas moments after the Eagles selected him with the number 13 pick in the 2022 NFL Draft. I'll also sit down with an exclusive one-on-one interview with A.J. Brown, the newest Eagles wide receiver. We'll hear from Jason Kelsey, who addressed the media this week on why he returned for this 2022 season. Jalen Hurts weighs in on his state of the team and his reaction to the acquisition of Brown. Adam Kaplan from Sirius XM NFL Radio and Inside the Birds podcast gives us a little perspective on what he thought of this Eagles draft weekend. I want to start things off, though, as Howie Roseman late on Saturday night getting ready to kind of celebrate with his team after a long 11-month process of preparing for the draft and then executing it. I hearken back to an earlier conversation we had last week. His final word before the draft began, he talked about special players and he talked about some movement and talked about needs and what teams would be looking like after the draft. Well, this is Howie and I in a private moment as the 2022 NFL Draft ended. A couple of things struck me from the conversation we had last week as it applies to this weekend. One was, you said you wanted to get special players. Do you think you accomplished that? Um, I think there's no doubt that um, we got special people. And I think that when we look at um, A.J. Brown, he's proven to be a special player in the National Football League. I think these guys have the ability to be special players, but we know that this is a prove-it league, and these guys got to come in and work hard and transition from college football to the NFL to show that there's special players in the NFL as they were in college football. Number two, you said it was a no-brainer last year when you went up to get Devontae. Did you feel the same way with Jordan? Yeah, we did. I mean, this guy's got unique abilities. He's an unusual player. He's got an unusual body type. 
he's got an unusual personality, and all that stuff uh, makes him a great fit for us. Um, just like for us, um, pulling the trigger on the trade for AJ, you know, that, that's not hard when you know what kind of person and player that you're getting. And then number three, you said, without fail, every team that emerges from the draft will still have areas to address on the roster. And you feel that way as well. You've reiterated that, you've reiterated that several times. Yeah, there's no complete football team right now. You know, we're not. Um, are we in May? I don't even know what day it is today. Is it May? It will be May when we when we broadcast this. Okay. So yes. Okay. I mean, we're just in May, and I think at the end of the day, um, we don't go to camp until the end of July. We don't play our first game till September, and um, we take that as a challenge to continue to improve and look for ways to improve. And um, I know that we'll we'll do that here in the next couple of weeks and few months. We'll add to this team. Um, and we'll look for every rock to kind of try to find values and to try to find ways to improve our team at the positions that we need to. And final question, Howie, you mentioned the word that I wanted to use here, value. And I guess that's how you at this point kind of, you know, look at a draft. Do you feel like you, in many cases, drafted value above kind of where that pick was made, if that makes sense? Well, that's what you're hoping for. You know, I think that at the end of the day, the easiest thing for us to do is look at the board and make sure that we're following it and we're not jumping. And um, I, I know we did that here. And uh, sometimes that's hard when you look at the depth chart and you go, well, yeah, maybe I'd like to add a position here or there. Um, but I know that we did that. And I think in the long run, that's what makes the best drafts is making sure you get the best players and you don't draft for need. And um, I don't think we did that. Of course, one of those special people, and he's been a special player in his three NFL seasons with Tennessee, wide receiver A.J. Brown is an eagle. 24 touchdown catches, 16.2 yards per reception with the Titans over a course of three seasons. Brown came into the NovaCare Complex on Monday. I had a chance to sit down with him to try to get to know A.J. Brown and his reaction to being a Philadelphia Eagle. One of the big moves for the Philadelphia Eagles in this 2022 NFL Draft weekend came Thursday night when the team traded with Tennessee to acquire wide receiver A.J. Brown. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, and A.J. joins me now, and it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Welcome to Philadelphia. Welcome to the Eagles. It's been a few days here. Yeah. Uh, You've been through the NovaCare Complex today. Deep breath, and tell me what it's like to be an Eagle. Uh, I'm so excited and um, I'm blessed. I'm grateful to be a part of this great organization. Um, I can't can't wait to get to work. Can't wait to, you know, play in Lincoln. So um, have some fun. Now, it, you know, you have to assimilate to a new team. Um, mm-hmm. So how do you want your teammates to feel about you? How do you want them? What do you want them to feel about you? How do you get to that point? Um, I want them want them to know I'm a hard worker. You know, I'm, I'm a team guy, not a me guy. Uh, soon. Uh, I gain it. I will gain their trust, you know, and I'm fine with that. It just it's just kind of like starting over from from ground zero, you know. Uh, but that's a part of it, especially when you're a new guy on the block, you know. You kind of you, you got to earn your stripes, yeah, and I'm okay with that. With being a new guy, are there exciting nerves that go along with that? First time, in the, first day in classroom, I was I was nervous. <laughs> I mean, I I wouldn't say uh, nerves because I'm I'm gonna be me regardless, you know. Uh, you know, hopefully, uh, team teammates, uh, you know, they, they draw closer to me, so yeah. AJ, what has made you a great wide receiver at every level that you've played? I would just say just the preparation um, before the season, you know, pushing myself past exhaustion um, each, each, each all-season, training like a pro, you know, thinking like a pro all the time, and, and just, just being a student, you know. 
I've read about you in high school. Your teammates were talking about your work ethic. Is that something like that was instilled into you by your parents or just come naturally? Um, definitely from my parents, you know, uh, from both parents, my mom and my dad, they worked extremely hard. Uh, my dad was a little tougher on me. You know, he made me compete with older kids and, you know, uh, placed me with like an older age group, you know, in like rec ball and stuff like that. So um, he definitely put the, the competition level, the competitive nature in me at an early age. With that work ethic, I'm sure some of your uh, skills have come from genetics, your blessings. <laughs> Who's a better athlete, mom or dad? Uh, I got to give it to mom. Really? Yeah, I'm going to give it to mom. Ooh, what, what, was, what was her? Mom, what was, ran, what? mom ran a little track. Okay. <laughs> and were you and Pops in the, in the, in the uh, yard playing baseball? And, and, and was there an age when you were able to take him down for the first time? Uh, no, I really couldn't mess with him in baseball until I got a little older. But uh, basketball, I, I had him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, let's talk about you in, in Philadelphia and, and what you believe this offense can be with all the weapons that are, that are here. Um, we put in the work and we prepare like we're supposed to. I think the offense, I think the sky's the limit, you know. Uh, but that comes with preparation each and every Sunday, or b before the week, I'm sorry, before we even get to Sunday. And just being a pro, you know, uh, everybody locked in and, you know, making this week better than the last week. See, again, this is such a mature attitude that, were there mentors that you had along <laughs> the way that you point out and say that, that really, they really instilled that in you? Yeah, I, I would definitely say I get that from my father, you know, uh, just teaching me, teaching me to be humble and, you know, work hard for what I want. And, you know, uh, and like I said, I'm blessed to be where I'm at. And that came from just staying humble and working hard. So, Receivers come in all shapes and sizes. Were you some, for Eagles fans, you might not quite know your game. Is there a, what can you say about the style of football that you play? You can describe me like a 70s Chevelle, old school. You know, I'm one of them guys that I'm a big guy, fast guy, explosive. You know, hard to bring down. You know, uh, not not like super comfortable. Like that's not that's not a, <laughs> that's not like a luxury ride, right? No, uh, it's, uh, it's it's it can go. It, it can it can handle the bumps and bruises, and you know. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> I love it. Um, the the game of football has changed. You know, the the wide receiver position has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, have you had to change through the course of your career what you do, or has the game kind of just opened up for you as the Rules, for example, in the NFL have changed. I haven't, I haven't changed. Changed. Uh, I kind of thought about changing a little bit, just the way I run routes, or you know, maybe push a guy's hand down or whatever. Just me being so strong, it may look like I push a guy five yards, but I'm really just pushing a guy hand down and just trying to get separation. So, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna play my style again. Won't be physical. So, you know, the, the ref call a flag. We just call a flag. We worry, we worry about the next. You were a baseball player drafted by the major leagues. Mm -hmm. Tell me about your game. What 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 kind of baseball game did you have? Uh, I was I was a really good hitter. You know, I had a good bat. Uh, Where'd you bat in the, in the order? Third. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Power man run also. Yeah. What position? Center fielder. Center fielder. Tell me about the game. Oh, gap to gap, none falling in the outfield. You know, baseball's a great game, isn't it? It is. W were you thinking at the time that baseball would be your career path? Early on. Early on, I. I uh, so I wasn't really playing football early on, like in middle school, and but I definitely thought baseball would have been my sport. What got you into the game of football? Scoring touchdowns, man. You know, I mean, I rather score a touchdown than hit a home run. You know, so it's, we it, like to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the signature AJ Brown after touchdown move? Uh, I don't have one. I don't have one right now, but it, it's definitely one cooking. No. 
I love to hear that. <laughs> um, AJ, the, uh, you have opened up in your past about depression. Mm -hmm. And I wonder how you felt you made an impact with people and, and what that experience was like for you and where you are with it now. Um, I definitely felt like I made an impact in helping, helping people out. So many people reached out, you know, and, and that made me feel really proud of myself for, for speaking up. Uh, I'm in a great place now. Uh, I have someone I, I speak to every other week, you know, just to keep it fresh. And, uh, and it's important, you know, if you're dealing with something, especially as a man or anyone, um, you should, you know, speak up and get the help you need, you know. Did you, did you feel courageous making it public? I did, I did. Like, I was kind of nervous, you know, just from what, what would come with it. But you know, like I said, from the people that reached out to me, they made it all worthwhile. People think athletes have it easy, right? Yeah, they do, they do. We're, we're human, you know, we, our lives are just like everybody else. And, you know, you know problems happen to us too, so. How, how valuable then is having a great support staff, great teammates, coaches who believe in you, a community that yeah. wants to work with you on and off the field? Yeah, that's so important, so, so important. And, you know, uh, you got people believing in you in your corner, you know, you know, everybody have tough days, you know, so, but you got people in your corner believing in you and behind you, it makes it a lot easier. I'd like to ask you about Jalen Hurts and your relationship and your friendship with him. And you've talked about it a lot already. Special for you to come to Philly to play with him? Yeah, it's real special, man. Uh, I, I can't wait. Uh, you know, we, we mess around on the field on, on our own time, but, you know, this time it's going to be for real. I, I wonder, you know, looking at the Eagles' offense, it's quite a handful. Like, you know, yeah. do you, have you spent time here in the last few days kind of mapping things out, daydreaming about what it's going to be like to play in the offense? You know what? Uh, after I got after I got traded, um, I placed myself on the Eagles on um, Madden, and uh, I started playing myself, and I just started visualizing. And uh, you know, you know, I'm really excited. <laughs> I can see by the smile. I like that. Um, now, are you are you? Did you throw the ball to yourself like nonstop? Of course, when of, you're... of course, you know that. So, <laughs> well, Devontae's not gonna like that. Nah, but that's, that's a game. Like... <laughs> you know, it's a, that's a game, and you know, and I know it takes all eleven to win. You know, so. Uh... AJ, uh, I would imagine finally here that in the locker room, I know that there's great rivalries, great friendships, but there's nothing kind of more friendly and intense than when players talk about their colleges, and the SEC smack <laughs> talk in this locker room is going to be. Crazy. Yeah. So, sure. I mean, you going to be in part of that? Of course. Okay. What's Old Miss looking like in, in 2022? I'm not sure yet, but uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that they're holding on. Lane Kiffin doing a great job, you know, so. Well, we'll see. Them in, Oakland, in uh, Alabama and Georgia, you've got a lot of competition. Yeah. But, hey, we, what we care about is how you do on the field for the Eagles. Exactly. <laughs> Judging by this, so what's next for you? Are you going to join the offseason program right away? Of find a place to live? Join the off-season program right away tomorrow, actually. Um, I'm so excited to be a part. Uh, I'm in the process of finding a place to live, you know. Uh, but in the meantime, I'll be here working. And what kind of reaction, final question, have you had from the fans? What's it been like to oh, kind man. of hear that, feel them in social media? Oh, it's been love, man. I appreciate all the love and support, man. They're excited. The city is turned up. And I'm, I'm excited to, to go to work and, you know, uh, to bring that enjoyment and excitement to them. So. We are so excited to have you. A.J. Thank Brown, nice to meet you, and welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles. A.J. Brown, one-on-one. -on -one. Now, with that, how about some reaction from the Eagles? Quarterback Jalen Hurts talks to the media on Wednesday. He starts with this opening statement for 2022. 
I think this is an exciting time to, to be an Eagle. I think coming off of the things we were able to accomplish and overcome last year, I think um, I think there's a lot to look forward to. Um, and, you know, just, just knowing that for me, one thing that I've been telling the guys is the foundation has been set, um, the standard has been set, and the only direction is to climb, you know. And, and, and the only way we can do that is doing it together. Um, connecting, doing all these things we should do, we do in the spring to come together, um, learn the system, and build on the things that we've done. Um, so I think the, the the message has been simply the only direction is to rise, and we have a lot that we want to achieve here in this organization on this team from 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 top down. Um, and it doesn't happen overnight, and we know that this is kind of the spring part of it, and. Investing every day. It's the same old thing. Investing every day, putting the work in every day um, to achieve those things over time. So, And then, of course, Hertz, who has a very close relationship with Brown, as you heard A.J. talk about. Hertz thrilled with the new number 11 in town. Well, I think he's, he's always been an, an excellent player um, since I've known him in college. I always had the ability to make plays with the ball in his hand, um, use his body. Um, box out defenders, break tackles. Um, so he's a great addition to, to a great receiver room we have now, um, and I'm excited. Now, prior to the Eagles making the trade for Brown, it was really bang, bang, a trade up from 15 to 13 to get with the, the opportunity to select ahead of the Baltimore Ravens, six foot six inch, 340 pound Jordan Davis, uh, just a wide body defensive tackle who was a man in college for the national champion Georgia Bulldogs. He got drafted and then ran up on stage, gave Roger Goodell a big old hug, and then a few minutes later, I had a chance to talk to Davis, the thrill of a lifetime, a first-round draft pick, 13 overall to the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm here with Eagles first round draft pick defensive tackle Jordan Davis. Um, let's let's talk about how you are with that championship ring right there. How you feeling right now? What's what, what's the emotions like? Exhilarating. Um, excited. Ready to work. My mom's a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan, so she loves it more than I do, and I'm just ready to get out there and see the team. You visited the Novacare complex. Um, what was it like? What, what what did you leave that day feeling about the Eagles? That they really cared. They really cared about the players. They really cared about winning. Everything that went well, I, it, was, it was an amazing feeling. You felt like you wanted to be there, you felt like at home. So I just, I'm ready, I'm ready, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to get there. Like, you seem really excited. Is this, is it everything that you dreamed it would be this night? More, more. You, you, you can't really prepare for this. It's, you have dreams about it, but actually doing it, walk across that stage, hearing your name being called, hearing that pick, and the fact that they traded up for me just shows you how much they really want me, and I'm ready to give everything I got. What kind of hug did you give the commissioner? Bear hug, man. You know, I had to squeeze him. <laughs> I felt his backbones pop a little bit, so, you know, I think I did good. Let's talk about you as a football player for Eagles fans who may not know a whole lot about you, which is kind of hard to believe after watching you in college. What do you bring to Philadelphia? What do you bring to this defense? <laughs> Anchor in the middle. Anything that goes to the middle is mine, so I want to be that general on the inside, and I just, whatever they want me to do, I can do it. So, uh, you know, Coach Rocker, I talked to him, and he recruited me at Georgia when he was there, so we have a great relationship, and I'm just ready to get out there and see what they can do for me. What has been the key to your success to get to this point, do you think, throughout your career? Humility. Knowing that, uh, you know, you're not everything, you're not the biggest thing walking, just knowing that, you know, you always have room for improvement no matter what, whether you're high or low, just always have room for improvement. 
All of those practices, those games against SEC competition, how much better did that make you, do you think? Definitely. We always say iron sharper iron. So especially at Georgia, you know, going against offensive linemen like Justin Schaefer, Jamari Sawyer, Cedric Van Pran, all those guys, you know, it's like preparing you for the next game, the next level. And, you know, just even at Georgia, the mental side of things in the classroom, knowing about film, knowing about offensive line tendencies, knowing about backfield sets, all that stuff plays in. And that's everything that I learned at Georgia, I'm going to take it with me. I'm going to keep it and apply it. Okay, Fletcher Cox, Javon Hargrave, uh, some talent there. And I know you, and, you, you have admired Fletch for a long time. When you've watched him play, what have you seen for all these years? He was stout and aggressive. You know, he had that play style where he just wanted, he commanded the middle. Um, it's just crazy that the guy that I watched as a kid and I'm about to play alongside him and learn from the greatest. And it's, you can't write it, you can't write it better than this. This whole experience leading up to it, all the interviews, um, all the workouts, um, totally paid off, right? Like every bit of work that you've put into your life has paid off for this moment. Definitely. Um, everything that I did from high school, college, to now, it's just, it's, 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 a, it's like, it's the end, but it's the beginning. It's the beginning. So, you know, it's one thing to get to the NFL, but it's another thing to stay there. And uh, while I'm here, I want to win. I'm a, I'm a, I want to win. What do you think will be the toughest adjustment, college at the very highest level, to the NFL, which is the highest level of any football? Right. Um, just moving. Moving, learning a different playbook, knowing a different team, you know, exploring, and just knowing a new city. But... Either way, I know I'm going to be in great hands. I know City's going to embrace me and take care of me and treat me like one of their own. All right, tell me about mom and her level of Eagles fandom. Eagles fans are passionate. Some say that Eagles fans are crazy. Would you say that your mom is a crazy Eagles fan? Yeah, definitely. My mom's going to fit right in, so I'm excited for her. And um, I'm just ready to see her flourish and explore the city because she's going to be with me. All right, let me, let's talk about the, the outfit tonight. It is sharp. Uh, what, what's the, tell me all about it. I mean, you look great. Thank you. I designed it myself. So um, I had my stylist. I gave him my idea. I have red accents. This is the Greek key, you know, playing respects to Athens, Georgia. And then um, just... And the bling is sharp? The bling is nice. The bling is nice. But, you know, um, this is like just a special occasion. You know, I'm not going to be wearing this every day, but I think it was cause for celebration. I wanted to put something on nice and look presentable. It is the night of your lifetime, right? Like, you win a national championship, too. Is it possible to compare the two moments? <laughs> Definitely, man. I think the next thing is the Super Bowl. Next thing is the Super Bowl. So I got to hit a benchmark. I hit a natty. I got to into the NFL, and now I got to get a Super Bowl while I'm here. Well, congratulations. Thank you. Welcome to the Philadelphia Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly, baby. We'll have a chance to meet the rest of the Eagles draft class in the coming days and weeks as they make their way to the Novacare Complex and become acclimated as Philadelphia Eagles, so stay tuned for that. I want to kind of transition a bit here to some of the existing players on the team, and certainly center Jason Kelsey, one of the most fascinating ones, earlier in the offseason announced that he would be returning for this 2022 season. And on Wednesday, he talked about why he's coming back. Oh, I'm well. You know, last year was a lot of fun. Towards the end of the year, I mean, obviously the bowl game or the playoff game didn't end up well. Um, but uh, you know, I think that you know, for us, you know, we show we saw a lot of improvement. We saw the team get better throughout the year. Um, I had a lot of fun with Nick as the head coach and how everything went. So it was a. Uh, you know, it was when I stepped back and thought about it. And, you know, first of all, you're thinking, you know, physically, do you, can you do it again? And where do you feel? And um, and then, like, once I kind of 
felt like I was okay on that end. It was pretty much a no-brainer. I felt like it was a, I still wanted to do another one, so. So how do the Eagles fare on draft weekend? Their grades have been very positive. The team is excited. We'll get a, an outside view here from our good buddy Adam Kaplan, Sirius XM NFL Radio, Inside the Birds podcast. Had a chance to talk to him about his perspective on Philadelphia and Howie Roseman and how it went for the Eagles. Adam Kaplan, thanks so much for joining me on the Eagles Insider podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We've had a chance, Adam, to kind of like, you know, deep breathe and, and have some perspective. And I wanted to get your opinion on what the Eagles did during draft weekend in terms of value and then also potential, you know, the upside of this draft class and, of course, the acquisition of A.J. Brown. Yeah, so Dave, I, I thought just like uh, the Eagles did last year, they they went, they stuck by the board, they they took players where they should have gone. Jordan Davis is always going to be a middle first round pick, and they traded up at thirteen. And who knows, there might have been other teams that liked them that might have wanted to take them there uh, around that area. So anyway, uh, that that the value was there. There's no question about it. And when you just looked at the rest of the draft picks, I know that they made trades, so they they wound up only having five picks, but. They took players where they should have gone, and obviously the steal, the absolute steal, is in the second round with Nicobe Dean, excuse me, third round with Nicobe Dean, based on where he was projected to go late first, early second. I know there were some injury concerns, but uh, the Eagles did a thorough uh, checkup on history, and they feel pretty good about where they got him. All right, in terms of value, going from uh, 15 to 13, gave up some draft capital any thoughts on that um some you know some assets that they didn't have later in the draft yeah look, they went from 10 draft picks to five we understand why they did it they, jordan davis was a major priority for them and they they felt like they had to do it and i i totally get it that's that's what they felt they had to do and when you feel that way you you, you just have to be right yes they had to give up pretty good assets but i thought that trade was fair i thought the, the trade up and what they had to do to get up there uh, what's fair. And remember now, the draft is not so much about this season. It's about the future. And Jordan Davis, yes, he'll play this year and he'll be in a deep defensive tackle rotation, but he's a future starter. That's exactly why they did it. And then, Adam, very quickly, they put together a deal that they had obviously come to terms a day before with a scenario possible, and they traded for A.J. Brown. Uh, a, at the price of the 18th pick and the 101 pick, the value of getting A.J. Brown, and then how do you see A.J. fitting into this offense? Yeah, it is a fair value. First and a third-round pick for a receiver in the prime of his career. And, Dave, the fans are going to absolutely love him because not only is he a highly productive player, he's a leader. He, he, if you talk to certain people, the Titans will tell you that um, the, the, the leader clearly, clearly is um, – was A.J. Brown, no question about it. And he's a heart and soul of the football team. Fans are going to absolutely love him. How do you see him fitting into the offense, teaming with Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, et cetera? Yeah, so what they'll, what they'll probably do there is um, I, would say I, I would say that A.J. Brown will be more, more or less what we call an X receiver, a single-side receiver. You'll have Devontae Smith as a D. will be the move receiver. And Dallas Scott obviously will be heavily involved, and you get Quez Watkins as a deep threat. You got 
second game in the NFL's best offensive line, and there's no question about it. This, this offense looks way more complete than it did last season. Adam, the Eagles were also able to put together a deal very quickly for A.J. Brown that keeps him in Philadelphia through 2026. How important was that, and how do you look at the value of that reported deal worth $100 million? Very fair. Uh, very, again, that's a market deal at $25 million per year. That's exactly what it should be. I mean, you look what Christian Kirk got, who was a free agent, who's not even close to the player that A.J. Brown is. So I, I, I like that deal. I, I thought it was fair. Um, he's going to be he's going to be here a long time, and we know about the the relationship he has with Jalen Hurts. I just think it I just think it makes a lot of sense. I, I don't think there's any question about it. It made a lot of sense. Very bold move, but the right move. And now you've you've really completed your receiver core. That's the thing. They don't now have to get a veteran receiver. That guy is going to be A.J. Brown. On night two, the Eagles stayed put. At 51, they take Cam Jurgens, Nebraska center. As you mentioned later in the third round, Nicobe Dean. Cam Jurgens obviously elicited just over-the-moon praise from Howie Roseman. I know how excited everybody at the Novacare Complex was to get him. And, and given everything with Jason Kelsey being part of it, really internally, I can tell you, just a, a very, very positive move that excited everyone. Yeah, it, it's really cool. It, it, it's it, again, this is a future draft pick. Okay, we the draft is about the future. If you're drafting for now, the, you're going to struggle. But there, this is this is another pick for the future. It made a lot of sense on a, a guy's a terrific athlete, former tight end, and he's coached by the best in Jeff Stallin. This just made a lot of sense. And I love the Kelsey stuff. That's it's great that they included him. You mentioned Nicobe Dean. Uh, where does he fit in? Everybody's talking about the middle. I kind of see him as a weak side linebacker. What do you think? That's, you know, that you can line them up at a couple positions. I don't think there's any question about that. Um, but the, the thing is, if you, if you look at their linebacker core now, it is really loaded. I mean, it, it's not too often that we see that at linebacker for the Eagles. Uh, but you look at, you look at Jurgens as a second rounder for the replacement for Kelsey. So they, they have that for the future. You've got Dean, and you've got Kaiser White, TJ Edwards, Davion Taylor, who went healthy last season, looked pretty good. They've got a pretty good, I mean, we say pretty good. We have to see how these guys play it, but they've really upgraded their their linebacker core this offseason. And Hassan Reddick is listed as a linebacker. Yes, strong. Why did Nicobe Dean drop? You know, from what I understood, teams actually share medical information. So it's not like one team has a report that other teams don't have access to. So why did teams pass on such a productive player? It's interesting. It's not so much, Dave, the the pectoral injury, which I'm told in, um, it definitely was an issue at his pro day. He's over it now, apparently. It's the accumulation of minor injuries in his career that was going to push him out of the first round. And I just, that, and he's also a smaller linebacker. That he's not going to be for everyone. It's as great as he is. By the way, I should add this: he's another guy who's a leader, like AJ Brown. He's another leader. You're worried about smaller linebackers and linebacking. The linebacker position overall, the guys who play inside or high volume tacklers, they typically don't play a full season. They're generally, it's a it's a it's a position that sustains a lot of injuries, and you you do get concerned about that. Adam on day three, just two picks. Uh, your thoughts on Kyron Johnson, linebacker, Kansas, and then a tight end who's got a great story. Um, you know, coming back from concussions and very productive at SMU. What, what do you see with the Eagles 
in the in that in that day three period. So yeah, you you could um, Grant Calcaterra is is a move tight end. He's a F tight end. You, you're not going to see him in line. When Goddard and Calcaterra are on the field, the, the Eagles have an ability to keep Goddard in if they want and Calcaterra move out to catch the football. It's just he's he's an athletic tight end. He's he's only forty, so I have to put some weight on. But he's pretty athletic. I got that's a good value in the sixth round. And Johnson, uh, interesting player. Look, he he's not really a DN at this level. He's too small. He did have six and a half sacks last season. His pro day numbers were crazy at four a four four forty. I know if a linebacker's got to run forty yards downfield, it's probably not a good thing. But it's a good thing on special teams, by the way. That he's explosive. And you can line him up to back up Sam. That's that's the way I see that happening. Adam, any thoughts at all on what they did uh, after the draft? Um, some highly regarded players with draftable grades. Um, what are your thoughts on the post-draft class? Yeah, the Goodrich the Goodrich signing is really good. He's a great chance to make the team. The corner from Clemson and the, the corner from. Alabama, uh, it's not as highly thought of as Goodrich, but I like those. And Carson Strong, look, it, it, he's got a great arm. He's a pocket passer, doesn't move very much. You're con- the reason why he didn't get drafted is because of medical concerns with his knee. Uh, a lot of teams did not pass him on the physical. And he was off their bo- a lot of teams' boards. But it's just there's very low risk. You bring him in, bring some competition to the backup uh, quarterbacks. And Long-term, remember, Gardner Minshew, Davis, he's on the final year of his rookie deal, and who knows, if Strong can make it, he could be the backup in 2023. Adam, moving forward here, looking at the roster, where would you kind of expect the Eagles to address and add an upgrade between now and training camp? Yeah, I would say by training camp, they have to add an outside corner. Don't really have much of a choice. They've got to do that. Right now, they don't, have, they don't know who will line up opposite Darius Slay. And then it would, it, it would make some sense if they signed one more safety, but the corner to me, Dave, if we had our druthers, they'd actually get two outside corners, but I know they want to take a look at a bunch of these younger corners who didn't play much last year, and this is their first full off season. I understand that, but they definitely need to get a veteran corner who could play opposite slay. Still work to be done, Adam Kaplan. Thank you so much for joining me here on the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. Thank you. And now it's time for this week's Extra Points. Brandon Graham coming back from a torn Achilles tendon. It's great to see number 55 in the building. And this week, he updated his physical conditioning as he talked about coming back from such a tough injury and says he is right on course for the upcoming season. Shoot, I'm, uh, I'm doing everything right now. Like, um, I'm with the team. I mean, feel like it hasn't been no drop-off or anything, just... Now it's just getting in shape, shape. That's how I feel. Like, I feel like the Achilles never happened because of how I'm running and I'm doing everything that I'm normally doing. And now I'm, I even feel in shape. It's just more so when you start doing football stuff, then I really know. But right now, doing all the um, low weight training and running and stuff, I'm like, oh, yeah, and I'm cutting and doing stuff. There's no restrictions right now. And that will do it for this episode of the Eagles Insider Podcast, presented by Lincoln Financial Group. I'm Eagles Insider Dave Spadaro. Hey, thanks to Peter Kelly for putting this all together and making it sound so great every single week. Ray Doyle for his help marketing and producing. And thanks to all of you for your interest in the Philadelphia Eagles and for tuning in every episode. It's the Eagles Insider Podcast presented by Lincoln Financial Group. We're back next week with more 
from the Eagles rookie minicamp. The rookies are in town. The rookies are in town. It's the coaching staff's first look at the newest Eagle. I'm Eagles insider Dave Spadaro, again, saying thank you so much for joining us. Have yourselves a great Eagles day. Fly, Eagles, fly, and go, birds! E-A-T-L-E-A!